Hey listeners, you're tuning in to a podcast about kids in the hall that easily veers off into mature subject matter and includes a whole heck of a lot of swearing. Enjoy the show, eh? Welcome to Kids and Bell, a podcast about kids in the hall. Can you draw all of us just based on the sounds of our voices? We'll be reviewing every episode with witty banter and unmissable segments like I wonder what the <laughs> poor people are doing. Oh, well done. Uh, I'm Trevor Record, currently in Thailand, and I'm joined by Kalina McCordoff in London, England. Surely just as tropical. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and Han Seidemann in Prince Rupert, Canada. Also in monsoon season. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, and Stu isn't able to join us today. Um, so we'll be reviewing episode nine of season three, which aired in 1991 today. Uh, let's kick things off with our sketch rundown. This episode we had cops old lady falls down an old lady played by scott uh pepper sprays kevin when he tries to help her up after falling and then uh the cops are also there it becomes an episode of cops and they agree that they shouldn't get involved also her oranges get stolen by a random dude yeah she keeps on trying to get people to help her uh (laughs) and no one will someone steals from her and when when kevin tries to help her unbidden she (laughs) attacks him with pepper spray Mm -hmm. uh the story of kevin's life man (laughs) yeah then we have sketch artist uh dave plays uh himself i think but as a sketch artist who's able to draw people he's never seen before based only on the sound of their voice uh so he has this guy kind of talk um and uh he shows the sketch and it looks really bad uh but then they show the guy and it's like very accurate it's good also uh kevin is dressed as a vegas showgirl for quote a cheap laugh his butt Uh, is so white takes it this sketch yeah he's got a pancake bump the one thing i kept noticing i was like he has a mole on his ass and i feel like that is like a that is a serious trivia point if i was which which cheek does kevin have a mole on his butt (laughs) the right cheek Uh, then we have the babysitter. Uh, Gavin falls for his new babysitter, Natalie, who also <laughs> loves long-winded trivia stories. Um, and by this point in the <laughs> third season, just Gavin's mere appearance results in about 15 unbroken <laughs> seconds of wild applause from mm-hmm. the audience. As it should. Yeah. Uh, then we have Mr. Heavyfoot puts on his pants. Uh Monsieur Pied Lord uh, requires a harness and lifts and so forth to get dressed. And that, a manservant. And a manservant. Yeah, yeah. How did he get all this money? <laughs> this is the question that really got raised I when I watched this. I was like, how rich is this man? He, he must have it all inheritance. It's like it's one of those. He's an inbred royal person, and and it's like one of his. Oh. It's his like inbred disease is his heavy feet. I think. That uh, is a good read. Thank you, I like thank it. You. This, this, this is our head cannon for Monsieur P. Monsieur P. Lourdes is like a baron or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, then we have Buddy Cole in Paris. It's Buddy Cole and falling in love in Paris is such a cliche. Mm. 
he has a, actually a good line in this one too where at the end he's like um toronto is a good place for raising kids but not for falling in love <laughs> it's true although it's not a good place to raise kids anymore either <laughs> there was a line in there where he actually says um it's a good place to raise a family or a plant <laughs> oh that's right yeah <laughs> Uh, then we have street singers, a couple of guys singing the street for money. Uh, they sing the same song again and again with slightly different lyrics. After that, we had Mr. Heavyfoot Hates the Movie. Where Monsieur <laughs> Piedlord uh, gets up from a movie in disgust, but um, leaves after everyone else does because it takes him a long time to leave a movie theater because his feet are heavy. <laughs> but see, now that we have this whole like canon about what actually happens with Mr. Piedlord being super rich and coming mm. into money, I feel like it's like, oh, poor heavy-footed rich boy, eat the rich. Eat those feet. And speaking of eating the rich, uh, we have the street singers in Macaroni and Cheese, where the street singers are rewarded with a lifetime supply of macaroni and cheese, and then a life size, uh, sorry, a lifetime supply of ketchup, and then a lifetime supply of tapeworm food, because they probably have giant tapeworms from all the macaroni and cheese they eat. Odio noten day, odio noten day, odio noten day, fattening up our Oh my god, that is the ultimate triumvirate. Mac and cheese, ketchup, and tapeworm food. You can't ask for much more. Exactly. I love, Trevor, it feels like you have some disdain for the street singers, and I love that Kalina and I clearly... Just love them <laughs> with a pure love, and you and you are like so tired of them. Anyway, so tired. <laughs> <laughs> this is the longest we've ever taken on sketch rundown. I like. Look, it. we don't have we stew. We got it. We got to do filler here. Okay. I. True. Someone put out some offensive opinions. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I'd like to start us off with a, for like a segment I call Journey into Gavin. Uh, mm. Usually I complain about characters that come up too often, but I actually thought this was a sweet Gavin ske- sketch, and I think I, I like Gavin more than ever now. Because um, mm-hmm. this, this is like basically a there's someone for everyone story that's a little bit sweet. Uh, but what did you guys <laughs> think of this? So the sketch is just like he has this... <laughs> <laughs> woman show up to babysit him and then she's exactly like him except for more normal sounding but she just likes the exact same long-winded stories this was so heartwarming and this is my first thought is this is what's gonna happen when hans falls in love <laughs> you know i want to be offended but you're you're right <laughs> you're just gonna smack your chops and be like i'm in it's love just, forever it's just too true i'll 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 hear some lady talking about like the engineering design behind you know i don't know the something <laughs> dumb and i'll just like my eyes will glaze over and i'll imagine crazy gluing our lips together <laughs> yeah exactly but back to the point yay gavin <laughs> Um, I actually didn't look at the sketch rundown as I usually do ahead of time. So it was just so delightful to see him. And it probably like drew as much applause from me alone in my living room going, yay, as it, as it did from the whole studio audience. And I just thought like 
the way that the sketch was also constructed was so perfect. The fact that the crazy glue factoid just kind of ran throughout the sketch and it just really, mm. really brought it together. And I'm, I don't know how to not make that some sort of pun, but, um, I don't know. And then the fact you, you make a very good point, Trevor, like the fact that he like gets rolled out and everyone just goes absolutely nuts. Like is Gavin universally loved? Like if, I'd be keen to hear from anyone who doesn't like him so I can find out where they live and throw a brick through their window. <laughs> you want to bully <laughs> the bullies. Yeah. Everyone kind of hates Gavin in a way that you're supposed to, so it's exactly. uniting. Where it's like, oh, the sweet little moron kid that just keeps talking and talking. Oh, <laughs> we're so excited that he's going to say dumb bullshit forever. But it's a different <laughs> yeah. kind of hate than what kind of gets pulled from you for Cabbage Head. Like, it's totally at the other end of the mm. spectrum. But I just don't feel like yeah. it's oh, as yeah. divisive, you know? Um, and while we get sort of, I feel with, with Bruce, you're kind of seeing, I'm seeing more and more like kind of variations of the Gavin type character in some sketches, but I still feel like it's too, it's been, been way too long since we've seen Gavin. So bring on more Gavin. Yeah, I, yeah. This is I, de detail in the sketch I wanted to bring up that I just loved, which is like when they're getting married, they're, they're like, I do isn't, <laughs> it's not about whether they agree to get married it's about like some <laughs> dumb fact that they agree on uh oh my god what i it's think it like, was about glue made out of horse hooves or something like that it, no it was like do you agree if you filled a dog with helium it would float <laughs> oh, that's right. was yes, like, i yes. do and it's like you may now kiss the bride <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> i don't know i i uh i i was concerned when i saw that there was a gavin sketch on the on the menu for this episode because i was kind of worried that there might not be anything left in the well after all the gavin we've seen so far what? but well no I, I feel like we haven't had that much well i know but i like i was just kind of when i saw that it was on the list of sketches i was like okay well can there really be that much there left to get out of gavin and i was like so pleasantly surprised because this was absolutely great i think what made it what helped it be consistently like still good was that it like they've added some different dynamics to it in this sketch with the babysitter um so like by adding in this other character who is essentially a grown-up gavin and then also having scott as the douchey boyfriend to act uh -huh. as a bit of a foil to gavin like changed up the dynamic so it wasn't just like gavin spouting yeah. facts which is funny don't get me wrong but like it kept it from being stale because now there's like some tension and some you know whatever else going on right and like gavin gavin like throwing facts in pointedly to like interrupt their makeout session was like <laughs> just kind of delightful like just like he has really, like stammery like, way when he He's doing it too, or it's like he's yeah. just searching for something to say, anything. And he's like, it's like it takes the whole like, oh, I'm an annoying fact guy, and then it's like, no, now I'm actually trying to be annoying with my facts, so I can like get in the way of your makeouts. <laughs> it's the or only like, way he knows how to be, he just needs <laughs> to shove it in there somewhere. Exactly. When 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 who you are is a hammer, the whole world is a nail. Uh, <laughs> but, but does that um, does it come close to home for you, Hans? <laughs> oh, very much so. Yeah. No, I I have one set of skills, and it's all I can use. But um, but so anyways, I but I did also love that like she as the babysitter was like someone who knew his stories and could validate him. Like that was a different dynamic totally. as well. Instead of a bunch of people being uninterested, like someone to kind of amp him up and then him to like, be like, Oh my God, I found someone who was like, was delightful. Also, I want to shout out to his mom being like crazy turned on by that silent old he man. Was, he, like, he was driving a hearse. <laughs> 
Yeah, and she liked that. Like, the thing that I loved was where when she sees him at the door, she goes, what is the word she says? She says, she sees him at the door and goes, oh, hello, Gavin, I might be a little later than I originally <laughs> thought, okay? So it's like immediately she's like, I am going to bone this old <laughs> man. In his so hearse. In his hearse, yeah. Anyways, so that was great. The dream sequence, also totally solid. So I agree with mm-hmm. you, Kalina, and I think probably everyone. More Gavin, somehow. Me more Gavin. Wait, more wait, Gavin. Wait, quick check. In the in the timeline, mm. have we have we had Gavin and the Preachers already? Oh, No. We haven't. So there is definitely more Gavin. Yay. Okay. I forgot about that one. Oh, that's going to be I know. Great. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, there has there have been some, some good ones, but I feel like we're still building up to some real, real bangers. Well, and I had forgotten that this one existed, so it makes me wonder yeah, me if too. there are other, you know, forgotten Gavins out there that I have to look forward to. <laughs> the lost Gavin tapes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The, the Zapruder film for Gavin. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I think this brings me to my next segment, and I think we might have universal accord here, but uh, it, I think it's time for Best Kid, Worst Kid. Uh, the portion of the show where we pick our favorite boy of the week and shower him with praise as well as heap scorn on the worst kid <laughs> if po- applicable. Uh, and I think my best kid this week has to go to Brucio. Um, and some honorable mention definitely goes to Dave, but uh, this was this was a banner episode for Brucio. Wait, Dave, uh, Dave what do you for guys one think? Reason. For Dave, well, I I really liked the sketch artist, right. and um, I mean, yeah, no, no, I I thought that the sketch artist was really solid and. Other than that, um, you know, Mr. Heavyfoot is is functional here, so he's got some good stuff. <laughs> it, it uh, a but lot Bruce of back, not only does Gavin, but he's got the uh, he's he's got the street singer guys going on yes. for him too. So he's just yeah. he's yeah. gonna pull ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I uh, and what about your worst kid? Oh gosh, <laughs> do I always have to give a worst boy? You made this segment. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point, Oh, uh, I think it's only if it's applicable, though. Uh, I so okay. Are you, so are you saying Scott, no worst kid this week? Scott's out of the running. I think he's good in everything he's in on this. Uh, we didn't get a lot of Kevin in this episode. But we really. got to find well, out we, about we did get his, his butt, butt cheeks and <laughs> and you know he played he played the babysitter. That's too. true. That was a, mm-hmm. that was a solid Which was showing. Very good. And I will also say what I really okay. enjoyed about the um, the Buddy Cole sketch is that I feel like that's the first time that we've seen him at his bar with people in it, or at least interacting I with them. I was saying the same thing, yeah, or at least interacting with them, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Okay, no, so, so no worst kids. No worst kids <laughs> for me. What Do you have a worst kid, Hans? I do, oh. but I, I'll get to that in a moment. Because first, I want to hard agree with you that Bruce gets best kid honors this week because, as you said, Gavin was... Gavin was great, and in the Street Singers, not only is he good in Street Singers, but he is the glue that holds the the horse <laughs> crazy glue that holds the <laughs> Street Singers together. Because like when I imagine, I had forgotten about that sketch a little bit, but as soon as it came up, I was like, oh yeah, these guys, I'm excited for it. And what I always remember about it and like take from it is the Bruce singing his Odio Noten Day, which I Dio Odio Noten Day, thinking of a Bruce. Good job. So, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
anyways, but that's what I'm always thinking of. So great job, Bruce. And then um, it is. I mean, you're not entirely wrong, Br- uh, Trevor. It is. I almost called you Bruce. Uh, <laughs> uh, it is tricky to think of a worse kid this week. Um, but I'm going to give it to Dave because even though these Mr. Heavyfoot bits were fine, and I did actually kind of like the getting the pants on one with his weird servant and stuff. <laughs> um, the second one I didn't really care for at all, and and it was. The low point in an otherwise good episode. Uh, so even though he did well in the sketch artist bit. I would say that the the how he gets dressed one is probably one of the stronger Mr. Heavyfoots because it just like you experience the horror of his life a little bit more. Yeah. I'm just saying I think we're getting more into best sketch, worst sketch rather than like anyone stinking it up, you know. Well, and that's the thing. I don't think anyone was particularly this bad in this episode, except that, except that, like, I didn't care for Mr. Heavyfoot, and so Dave gets it. But I mean, he was good in everything else, and I thought about maybe giving it to Kevin, but he was way too good in no, in, you uh, can't get no Kevin, Kevin killed it, and and we and he showed his butt cheeks to us, so and I he can't got give it to him. So, in anyways, the first I'll get sketch. like he he took one for the team, and and like <laughs> yeah, anyways, the park, so. So I'm giving it to Dave, but really Dave was still fine. It's like the it's like the worst of all the best. And so, anyways, good job, Dave. Even though I gave you worst kid, I'm completely on the same page though. I I feel like there's no worst kid, and I will agree with Trevor as much as I will still yell at him for for trying to back out of it. But Bruce, yeah, <laughs> for all the reasons you guys said, Bruce tops the charts. You know, I, I will say that this might not be, like, the funniest Buddy Cole segment, so maybe Scott deserves it. It's kind of, like, he, just about how he has some sort of affair with, like, a guy in Paris, some Algerian guy, and he was also thought, pretending to be someone else. I thought it was just, great. You know. I thought this was a very good, I thought this was a very good one. I loved, I loved, like, some of his lines in this one was great. So, first of all, he pours a Molson Canadian at one did point he, into a cocktail I glass. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Yeah, when he goes when he goes to pour that drink into the cocktail gla- uh, glass, he goes behind the bar, grabs a Molson Canadian <laughs> out of the fridge, and then like cracks it. And it's like it's beer. He just pours beer That's into hilarious. a cocktail glass, which is great. Then I also love when he's talking about like the guy he meets in Paris, and he's like, "Toot le gang," he said he was straight, <laughs> which is just such a great like Fringlish kind of thing, frong or franglais. Oh. Um, when the guy laughs really loudly at his thing, he just like stares at him briefly with like eyes that could kill and then waits until he finishes his entire story, which takes another like two minutes and then just points at the guy and says, you're out. <laughs> like, And it's like, no, I'm going to kick you out, but it's important that I finish telling this story of my romance first. Then he like his other line of we fell to the ground signing frantically was delightful anyways no that was a really he also just jumps up onto the bar like a cat at one point it's a very good i thought it was, it was good very good bruce uh buddy cole sketch yeah sorry now i'm thinking i should give scott best oh. kid <laughs> you know i think we we all agreed that brucio gets best kid here though right yes, yes. Very, maybe very maybe we should just move on ahead to the standout sketch then um mm, yeah. i think we've all got our picks already mm-hmm. here uh what what was the best and worst for you two? Well, I I did think about this for a while, but it it, it does go to babysitters. Um, though my second favorite is the whole street singers arc that ends with the macaroni and cheese sketch. But that's mostly because I mm. okay you have to hear me out. I loved craft dinner. I feel like it's one of the few things I can't get in the UK, and I love it with ketchup. But you can't add ketchup at the beginning. You have to put it halfway through for the second course. And it's the only way to do so with dirt cheap processed food. So, but I think I think this is the first time I ever saw ketchup on craft dinner 
on TV, and I just felt so seen. Fattening up our <laughs> tapeworms. I also like that it's like when when they get their lifetime supply or when they're showing the boxes and stuff. It's not like KD craft dinner like we all uh, Canadians know and love, but like it is quite clearly designed to be obvious to Canadians that it is yeah, craft totes. dinner. You know what I mean? Like it's it looks like a box of craft dinner, but it just has a different name and whatever else. But it's like well, the same blue. Uh, th- and there yellow is also just no name craft. Di- I think you know, like President's Choice at the time. No, I know, but this was like. The fact that it was like that blue and yellow and the 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 typeface and stuff like it was definitely supposed to be craft dinner like quite. quite and as clear. we've already said, I mean, like I did like most of these <laughs> sketches, and and the first thing I thought I was like, okay, well, surely like for worst sketch is gonna go to Mister mm-hmm. Heavyfoot. But then I, in my own notes for his movie sketch, I I felt I was like, oh, same kind of thing, same thing with Buddy Cole. It's like I feel like you barely see. Mr. Heavyfoot actually interact with other people and something about like mm. his own personal problem actually hurting other people was funny to me. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then the one where he can't put on his pants on his own brought up the whole thing about him being a baron. So I, I don't know, like I feel like it really <laughs> created some depth to his character. So I, by default. I, I like that yeah. Mr. Heavyfoot because it's one of the only ones where it's like, look, this guy's life is hell, and this gives you a glimpse into just how <laughs> how much effort he has to go into just to get out there into the world. He should have just worn a skirt, man. I did like, though, I mean, how hell is it, though, if you have the butler? I mean, he's getting his pants put on, and his butler just hands him a little cup of coffee for him to sip while he just, like, reads the news and has his pants put on. Like, it's not that bad, True. really. Oh, okay, okay. But, yeah, I mean, for, for worse sketch for me, I mean, I, almost by default, I guess, goes to old lady falling down. Like, I liked it just except for when it became a cop's joke. Thank you, thank you. And yep. poor Kevin, yep, like, correct. both in this and in the sketch artist. Uh, sketch. He just gets beaten up and forced to wear a leotard, which I mean, I appreciate for our amusement. But again, yeah, like I said, he took one for the team, so he gets a shout out. He did. Shout out to Kev. Well, I think uh, likely this is an opinion shared with all of you, but the uh, the babysitter will get my top honors for the week, just because I love how much there is going on with it, and for all the reasons we've talked about already. But um, uh. The so I give it four children raised by squirrels <laughs> out of five, um, and uh, I will. For me, it was actually a toss up for worst sketch between the second Mr. Heavyfoot hates the movie, which I found was just so so, or the um, or the the cops sketch with you know Scott getting uh, hit over by the lady. I I think I gave them the same score in my notes, but I think really old lady falls down is actually not a bad sketch except for i just i just docked marks as soon as i saw the cops because i'm so sick of them See, it's so funny, you've been i think sort of uh, the first you were the first on the hating the cops bandwagon and it's only slowly uh-huh. dawned on me that you may be right uh-huh yeah so anyway <laughs> so as soon as i saw the like the, it was actually a, a, if it had just ended with like scott's pepper spraying them and then taking off like i think it would have been a better sketch anyways i i i, I docked it marks at once it became a cop sketch but uh but so i think mr heavyfoot goes to the movie on its own is just kind of like kind of a little bit boring but um i will point out it was a beautiful theater and also like it's funny to me that they were watching oh i had a question for you guys though um 
so they're watching a super old movie in this like beautiful classic old movie theater. Do you think Mr. Heavyfoot is like set back in time or was he just watching a classic movie at a nice theater like in in the the, the present day of No, because we've seen yeah, because we've seen him do the marathon. <sighs> That's right, and that was a 1989 or 90 thing. Yeah, I, okay. Never he mind. also yep. goes to the moon at some point, so I mean, mm. he lives in a fantasy he world. Is, he is a timeless okay, fair man. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> oh my god, he's Elon Musk of 1991. <laughs> Timeless future traveling entrepreneur Baron. <laughs> Baron, yep. <laughs> for my best sketch, I, I'd say for me, this was actually a toss up between sketch artist and Gavin the, and the babysitter. Um, and I think I'm going to give it to sketch artist just to give a good pitch for it. Uh, I'm going to give mm. that. Four sounds of your voice reverberating off your, your palate <laughs> out of five. <laughs> I feel like this one, like that, was just like a good example of sort of like the good, dry, silly wit of Dave. Yeah, absolutely. It's just yeah. like half of it is just like this silly, like kind of buildup of patter between him and this guest, and they've kind of built this whole little thing about it where it's turned into like a, a game show sort of thing, it, you know, mm -hmm. just something outside of the, 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 the series where it's like, oh, Dave just has this amazing ability. And then like the punchline is just such a fun, goofy punchline where it's like the drawing is bad, but then it looks exactly like the ugly man that emerges from behind the <laughs> curtains, you know? <laughs> I didn't love the landing. Or I, I felt like it could have stuck the landing a bit better. I don't know what I would have preferred, but I will say I agree with you 100% on this being a showcase for Dave's dry wit. I loved his, he had a couple of great lines like, all right, Kevin, I think we're losing the crowd here. Could you yes. please show them your bum? Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and like and and like when he's trying to coach the guy to say like better things and he's like and uh remember that the essence of storytelling is embellishment <laughs> and like just i don't know just like it's so sarcastic it was it was delightful oh um you know i i think for my worst sketch though i'm going to give it to the second of the street singers for the mere what? reason that oh. i really really have a phobia of parasites <laughs> the joke <laughs> just makes me so squeamish oh my God. just thinking about it grosses me well, out good thing you're traveling I... right now yeah oh. I don't I go, i'm Batman gonna go to up trevor's too. tape worms no, don't make, <laughs> you're make me puke. Oh. I, I love, I love that you hate that. It makes me for love like it most more. Specific reason. Yeah, I, I also love it now more. We're gonna next time we hang out, we're gonna, we're, we're gonna don't. just be singing. No. We're just gonna be singing no. Odeo Note Day. Kalina, we'll have to come up with like new variations of it for different parasites. Totes. Anyways, mm, uh, we'll have to do some real yeah. in-depth research about each location. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, <laughs> just like if I see like a picture of parasites or something in like a in a, a Wikipedia article or something, I'll just like immediately close the tab. Like no, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, I know exactly what I'm gonna send you. This is gonna be great. N no, oh, no. Happy oh, no. birthday, Trevor. Well, listeners, no. <laughs> you can send all your favorite pics of parasites to us on Twitter oh. at Kip and Tell. Oh. Gross pod. Disgusting. Well, that's it for our episode nine review. <laughs> Join us next Ending week for episode note. ten, which will be hosted by Kalina. In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter at Kith and Tell Pod. 
Weigh in on your favorite sketch and enjoy some delightful gifts. Also, weigh your tape tapeworms for us. Weigh them. Uh, thank you for listening to Tip and Tell. so off for that yes (laughs) goodbye bye